0: The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello, and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pa to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So, put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Welcome back to another episode of Pod to Chat. I hope you have all been enjoying our changeover to more spring-like weather. This winter seemed like it wanted to hang on with every last finger, but the pattern has finally broken and we've had some lovely days here in the Northeast. I've had some excitement in my life in the past week. I finally got to see my teacher for teacher feature in the March-April issue of Inside Dance Magazine. If you check out this fun, newer publication, you can see my two-page spread where I talk about my work as a teacher, choreographer, and media guru. It was quite an honor for them to reach out to me and ask to interview me for their magazine. So, if you get a chance, uh, you can find that online for purchase, or uh, there are a handful of stores. I've seen some Inside Dance Magazines at Barnes & Noble. So uh, maybe check out one of your local magazine shops or bookstores if they're (laughs) the the few that are left in this world. Um, Beyond that, I'm also excited to announce that my Friday Advanced Beginner Ballet classes at Broadway Dance Center have been extended through at least the end of June. So if you find yourself on a spring break or a summer break... Uh, and traveling to New York City, you can head on over to Broadway Dance Center at 6 p.m. on Fridays to take class from me. Very exciting. I'm really, really happy about that one. All of these exciting opportunities that I've had recently and since I began working as a freelance artist in 2011 aren't just because I work hard at perfecting my craft and have stellar luck <laughs> and timing. The, the truth here is that I'm very lucky that I began my journey as a freelance artist as social media blossomed from a personal friend platform to an all-inclusive friend, marketing and media platform. In this case, the timing and my quick to adapt to technology personality really distinguished me as a forthright authority in my field. It has been really interesting to watch certain artists adapt to this new age of self-promotion that sometimes does border on Uh, self-exploitation. I distinctly remember reading an article a few years ago as the old guard of ballerinas at American Ballet Theater that included Julie Kent, who is now the artistic director of Washington Ballet, Paloma Herrera, who is the incoming artistic director at Teatro Colon in Buenos Aires, which I just got to visit. (laughs) Too bad she wasn't there when I was down there um, for my honeymoon. And then Zia Mara Reyes, who is now the director of Washington Ballet School alongside Julie Kent. These ladies talked about their careers in this article that also focused greatly on how much the, the work of a dance artist has evolved over the years. Especially disillusioned by this change was Paloma Herrera, who I remember stating that in her day as a ballerina, the quiet, diligent and hard work in the studio is what really got you ahead. She seemed almost bitter at the fact that many of ABT's current currently best known and audience approved stars are dancers that promote themselves in personal photos on Instagram, on Snapchat stories that feature them executing combinations in class, and personal commentaries on their day-to-day activities on Facebook. Miss Herrera, she missed the days where dancers could become famous for their work on the stage uh, instead of their personality and whatever they shared on the internet. While I do appreciate and understand Miss Herrera's sentiment, we have certainly entered a new age in not, I mean, obviously in the world, but especially in the dance world where dancers don't have to sit around waiting for a leader to push them forth into the limelight. If a dancer is savvy, smart, and compelling enough, they can cultivate their own audience from the intimacy of their phones, their tablets, and their laptops. This may be difficult for stars that entered a different system and put in their time and full effort to rise and thrive in the former reality of how to rise to the top. While there are seemingly no rules in this new system of insta-fame before stage fame, there does seem to be a range of things that work and don't work, as well as a few ideas of what is acceptable and unacceptable. Still, there is a gray area as to what works best to respectfully promote yourself without seeming like a douche, a drama queen, or an egomaniac. Uh, And I'd like to offer my opinion on a few of these things here if you are curious how it works, where it works, or how you can promote yourself to the best of your ability. First off, let's talk platforms. Facebook is my go-to platform because it came first i mean i was on myspace first but uh really facebook is the only one that really still is left that that was my first platform uh it it offers the fullest array of options and that's really why i like it you can write long in depth status updates and you can post images and videos and now (laughs) within the last week you can also post stories which are short-term photos and videos that allow you to offer a glimpse into your daily activities um And what differentiates them is really that they disappear after 24 hours have passed. So if you miss them, you don't see them. They're not on your feed forever. They don't end up in your photo albums uh, and things like that. People can leave comments on Facebook. They can follow you and they can share your content, which is really helpful so that it's not just you sharing it. That's how you really get access to potential viral content. Next up we have the platform Twitter Which is probably my least favorite One of all the social media platforms Um, And what I've started to notice lately While a lot of dance organizations still use Twitter uh, It's the least used by dancers Looking to share a peek into their lives Um, Twitter only allows for a short blip of writing In your posts I forget what it is It's like 140 characters Which uh, character is a letter So uh, it really doesn't allow you to have put out much com- content. Also, if you put links as a, a part of your your tweets, they also count as a part of your character count limit. So, dancers are really limited in what they can say and what they can share. Beyond this, content scrolls down the feed so quickly that all of your effort may go unnoticed. And due to the lack of algorithm, even though sometimes algorithms drive me nuts, and a, an algorithm is... Uh, it's a computer system that or it's a it's it's. I am not a mathematician or anything like that. But essentially, what it does is it looks at data and it brings content to you that maybe say you've clicked on a friend ten times and somebody else you've clicked on once. You're more likely to see what that friend that you clicked ten times is doing than that one that you've looked at once. But anyway, uh, your, all of your effort may go unnoticed due to that algorithm or no algorithm and uh, it, it, you may not see relevant content in your feed. Also, posts could never be seen <laughs> by people that you're hoping would see it because it scrolls by so fast. One nice feature that was popularized on Twitter is the hashtag, which allows you to search for content of the same hashtag. So if you search, say, ballet, or if you're looking for posts that include point work, um, if you go into their search field and you put those those words in, if somebody had hashtagged that in their post, uh, the content can be found a lot more easily. So, I mean, there there are some positives and negatives to Twitter, but really, it's my least favorite. And also, it's really hard to get people really invested in what you're doing on Twitter unless you're very reciprocal. So, for instance, if somebody likes one of your posts, if you don't go back and like one of their posts, even if you don't really like or appreciate their content, uh, it's unlikely they're going to continue to go back and forth also there is retweeting um and usually people will do this activity where it's like retweets for retweets where they'll retweet for you even if they don't love your content if you at least retweet for them so twitter is kind of an interesting one uh that i'm not too fond of but uh a lot of people really really like to use it but i see fewer dancers on there All right, one of my favorite social media platforms is Instagram, which focuses solely on photographs and short videos with short comments. Instagram, in my opinion, is like seeing the world through somebody else's eyes. It's like, (laughs) truly, if I could go inside your head and watch how you see the world. It's very visual, and it also uses the popular hashtag system I was just talking about on Twitter. Instagram, it... Also has been offering stories for quite some time, like Facebook just added. Uh, And it seems like people really like that because Instagram is very visual. It kind of makes sense for for Instagram to have stories as well. These have become more and more popular since uh, that started. And a lot of people, they find really interesting ways to... Show those little moments in their their lives, especially as dancers that that people find interesting, that audiences find interesting. So if you haven't checked those on Instagram, you might want to look into them. But Instagram and Facebook were not the first when it comes to stories. The last platform that I'll mention here isn't one that I really use, but I have an account and know the generation before me really loves using it. And that is Snapchat, who originated the story. Uh, Snapchat is essentially a picture and video app that is most well known for short term, short term, short term, short term enjoyment. (laughs) Initially you could only send videos and photos to friends and kind of like a message in a bottle they would disappear after viewing this eventually evolved into the stories that that I've been talking about and they really started that trend, Snapchat, They, they started the trend of the stories and even started adding these fun filters and interacting decorations that you often see users playing with. Uh, and those are those videos where you can do whatever you want and there'll be a butterfly crown around your head or a dog snout with a tongue going out. Uh, it's really a lot of silly stuff that's just fun. brings some joy into your life. <laughs> All of these platforms started off very differently, but they are all slowly starting to feel a bit similar since they, what they do is they end up piggybacking their most popular features off of each other. While each artist seems to prefer one or two of these platforms, there are dancers scattered all over them, and you can usually search and find them their public personas there. Some of my favorite dancers and choreographers to follow on some of these platforms are Annabelle Lopez Ochoa, who is a fantastic international choreographer, and you can find her on Instagram where she shows you what it's like to travel the world as a popular choreographer. Also, I really enjoy watching my friend James Whiteside, who also uh, has a podcast on the Premier Dance Network that you can go check on our on our website. He is an American ballet theater principal. He is a drag queen. He is a singing artist, uh, and he shares on many platforms, from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, his fabulous life and all of his, the variety of his artistic pursuits. Uh, So you can check him out on there. And then lastly, there's Derek Dunn, who I follow on Instagram. And he's a newly minted soloist that posts some interesting videos of himself dancing and some beautiful images of him dancing. And he's just an amazing young talent with Philadelphia and Maryland roots that I enjoy following. So there are so many other people on there that I could share with you, but I just want to give you a few that maybe if you're looking for some new people to follow, you can check them out there. Now, there are many dancers that are doing all of the right things to cultivate their own type of following, whether it is a competition dancer trying to get all of the tweens and teens to follow them, a young newbie in a ballet company trying to get exposure and interest that may help influence a director to put them in nice roles or to promote them, a proud, strong gay dancer who wants to give the LGBT community a powerful artistic presence, a dancer who has a knack for sewing and is building a business that wants to share all of the stuff that they're making, or a star dancer trying to inform their beloved audience of what they have been up to. These artists share relevant material, they share insights into their lives, they make them feel more personable, and they leave their audience coming back for more. While there are many things that a dancer can do that are right, there are also a few things that these artists should avoid. And I want to give you a little bit of help if you are newer to these social media platforms or considering a new platform uh, to help promote yourself. Artists should avoid posting way too frequently as they may burn out their readers or push them away. Uh, the best way that I can sort of give you an example of this is um, if somebody did a Kickstarter campaign to help fund a project uh, or to, I don't know, fund something that they're, they're hoping to, to do if they send you an email once a week asking if you'll donate to their Kickstarter campaign, you don't really mind it, and you might consider donating. Um, now, on the other hand, if that person sent you an email every single day for the entire month of their campaign, you're probably gonna get really frustrated and annoyed with them to the point where you you delete all of them, you unsubscribe to them, or you even may email them and ask them to stop sending you such frequent <laughs> requests. So social media works in the same way. If you're not saving your content, um, you should hold back a little bit on it. You don't want to be posting like every hour. Really, you should only be posting one to three times a day on most of your platforms. Additionally, artists should make sure that they're being genuine in their presentation to their audience. If you're having a bad day, it's okay to show that you're having a bit of a lower moment, but Just remember that negativity also breeds negativity, and social media is very odd with this type of content. At first, people may pour out support to you in comments and likes and all of that kind of stuff. But they will often end up unfollowing anybody who spreads constant negativity. People relate to people and people like to feel happy. So if they are constantly seeing somebody who is down and depressed, they will probably avoid it because it's going to make them feel that way and they don't want to feel that way. So you you can... The, being genuine is difficult. Like... People like a true story. They like to see people that are going through an experience coming out on top. But um, just make sure that you are you're you're being genuine, but you're also not bringing people down. Now, on the flip side, if you are constantly only posting uh, things that like maybe you're out. At a VIP section of a club, and that's all that you post. Like that's that's kind of a maybe once it's fun to be like, look, wow, it's exciting. I, I've been, I got to have this experience. But if you're just only posting content like that, it, you may actually become impersonal. Um, so just make sure that you're finding a good balance between posting uh, really exciting moments, uh, positive moments, normal everyday moments, and those times when you have a, a less than. Wonderful experience or a bad day, an off day, any of that kind of stuff. Also, one thing that I, I see a lot on, on people's social media platforms are people taking videos while they're at work, whether they're in class or they're in rehearsal or in between rehearsals or before a show, on stage, off stage, after shows, all of that kind of stuff. Now, while a video in class may be fun for your audience to watch, it may be greatly disruptive and disrespectful to those around you. Um, it may be better for you to wait for your company to show footage on their channels and then for you to share it. Or perhaps maybe ask your director if there's one day a week where video is acceptable in class. Because really, when you're at work, you're at work. When you're in class, maybe you're really your, your peers are really working on themselves and they don't want themselves to show up in the public eye when maybe they're having an off day or they really want to focus on themselves and not worry about presenting themselves so just be aware of people around you if you want to post videos of yourself all the time that's fine but if you're stopping in the middle of a combination to move your your phone camera around to make sure that you're in uh view (laughs) while you record yourself um That's kind of disrespectful to the teacher, and if you're taking images of a rehearsal um, without other people being on board, that may be disrespectful to your colleagues. So just be aware that while you are creating your own content that you may also be disrupting other people's ability to perform at their best. Beyond all this, I just offer the advice that everybody hears. Be careful what you post. One of my favorite memes that I saw recently stated, <laughs> uh, I found an old picture of your grandmother, and below it were two images. One was from 1917, and the other was from 2017. And <laughs> it was really funny. The image from 1917 was this beautifully classic black and white image of a woman, and the image from 20. 2017 was this color picture with the Snapchat Snapchat filter of a a woman with a dog snout and a tongue out of her face, which I mean that's not bad. It was really funny, but it's it's just that thing. Uh, it just your your content. It could potentially be there forever. Maybe today you're an apprentice in a company. Um, and you couldn't imagine yourself being in the limelight but, limelight, but maybe down the line, you become a principal dancer. And maybe even, I mean, there are dancers today that are acting on TV and in film, um, and they're becoming quite popular. And maybe you posted a drunken moment at a club uh, when you were 21 fresh and new out on the scene and uh, it's out there maybe it was hidden forever but somebody was interested in you and they googled you and they just happened to find that photo and all of a sudden there you are, the age of thirty-five, with a really drunken picture of you that's inappropriate. So everybody's heard it before. I don't want to feel like your parent, um, but just be really careful what your post, you post or what you're posting. And if you are feeling overly emotional, if you're gonna write a status update on Facebook, I always say you should have exactly one sleep before you decide to react to that. I say that about really. Uh, if you, if you need to talk to somebody about something, um, like say if casting is bad and you want to talk to your boss, I always say have one sleep so that you don't just walk in emotional. And the same thing applies for anything that you post online. If you're feeling extremely emotional, sad, angry, uh, want to call somebody out, uh, whatever it is, take a night, sleep on it, <laughs> and then make a decision whether you think it's going to be a good idea or not to, to post that information. Social media has changed the world in so many ways, and our world works completely differently because of it. It has connected us in ways never possible before, and it's given many of us tools to take more control of our own career fate. There are many positives and negatives that come along with instant access to a captive audience, so be sure to use some of these tips and, more importantly, common sense when engaging with your audience online. I'm so grateful for social media as these platforms, my blog, and this podcast have really pushed my work into the public eye in a way that I don't think would have happened without it. I hope this episode helps you along your path as well. This seems like a great place for me to say goodbye, so I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycolis.com. Again, that's www.barrycolis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the PremierDanceNetwork.com. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B Carolus or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over five years. I also have two YouTube channels, B Corollas featuring my choreography and core-ography. That's choreography featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Podachat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.